when he came down with it, my initial thought was, did he really just do that? If you guys feel I'm the face of the franchise, if you feel you want to make me a jet for life, pay me and let's start this thing right. If I knew what I knew now, I definitely probably would have opted out. I just didn't feel he was the right coach for the organization. And I didn't feel he was the right coach for myself. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. If you like what you hear, download and subscribe and make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com slash allthingscovered. Pat, what are we going to cover on this episode? Man, Mac, if you haven't watched the game last week, it was a wild finish. So we got to talk about the D-Hop crazy catch and the wild victory that we got over the Bills. But we also going to chat with one of the best safeties in the game, my boy from DBU, Jamal Adams. Listeners, viewers, you guys been following the show, you know the routine. First quarter, we usually get into chopping it up. But this week, we're going to do something very, very special. Because of the unique game that just took place this past Sunday between the Arizona Cardinals and the Buffalo Bills, we're going to jump right into Cardinals check-in. Like Pat just emphasized and gave you guys a sneak peek about what happened in that ball game, probably the most entertaining ball game so far this season. Clearly one of the best plays to happen so far this season. It might be the best play throughout the entire season. I know you heard of a Hail Mary, but what about Hail Murray? Why don't we rename the Hail Mary play Hail Murray because of the play that Kyler Murray made the outstanding throw to DeAndre Hopkins, friend of the show, by the way. Shout out to Nuke. Outstanding touchdown reception. Probably one of the best passes and receptions you might see throughout the year. Pat, you were a part of that ball game from start to finish. What was going through your mind on that last drive, the sequences of plays that we saw as fans, as viewers? Uh But you were involved on the sideline. What was going through your mind watching that last touchdown drive by your quarterback and your wide receiver uh it was it was fun to watch because as you know when those situations come up you practice those scenarios all the time and you never know when, when it's going to show up and it showed up uh yesterday and we executed plays that we needed to do to get in position to throw that that last hail mary but the good thing it was some time left on it because we would have had a shot for a second one but what was going through my head was like just throw it in the end zone. Give somebody a shot, <laughs> you yeah. know, because uh, obviously you had a defensive end coming free. I, I can't remember who it was, but he was coming free. Had a good clean hit on Kyler, but Kyler being Kyler being elusive, being the mighty mouse that he is, you know, broke away to his uh to his left, beat another tackle, and, and just heaved it, heaved it, you know, about fifty five yards, and, and gave his guy an opportunity to make a play. And when he came down with it, I, my initial thought was, did he really just do that? You know what I mean? Because I was at the end of the, um, I was on our 20 yard line, like going into our locker room. So mm-hmm. I'm just down there just watching and watching and watching. He threw us. Were you watching the jumbo, uh, Tron? You know, or are you actually I watching, watching the field? I was watching the field. Yeah. I was like, just throw it up, give him a shot. And I'd be doggone. He gave him a shot and he came down with that, uh, like you said, one of the probably going to be one of the biggest catches of this 2020, uh, season. So. You know, we got to make the best of it. You know, you, when you win games like that, you have to make sure that you relish those, those moments and, and make sure that you make the best of that opportunity because we could have lost that game. We could have been easily sitting at four, uh, five and four versus six and three with a three-way tie, uh, lead in the, in, in the division. So we know it's going to come down to the wire. That was a game that we definitely needed and we got a big one coming up here Thursday against Seattle. 
Yeah. Did you have any doubt in your mind based on the time that was left on the clock when your offense received the ball and knowing they need to score a touchdown, not a field goal? Did you have any doubt in your mind Crazy thing about, about what match. could happen? <clears throat> not at all. Drive. Yeah, not at all. Because like I said, we go over that, that situation all the time. Hell, we had that same situation down four on Thursday. And we had that same situation down for on Saturday before we kept, before we went to the game. So, um, you mean the week, the week of preparation, the week of preparation. So yeah. coach, uh, coach Rogers, our special team coach is, you know, kind of like the time management person. So, you know, him and Cliff did a great job of knowing the time that they had to work with to get in position to be able to give us, give ourselves an opportunity to, to throw that Hail Mary. And it worked out perfect. And like I said, we, we work on those situations all the time and, you just have to be ready because you never know when it's going to show up. And it showed up and we executed uh, to our full potential. That's why situational for us in Pittsburgh, we used to have situational Friday where we, you know, go over plays like this. It might not show up, but you need to be ready just in case it shows up. Like, like, coach say, like your coaches always say, especially as a defensive coordinator, man, you can play 59 minutes, 59 minutes and 59 seconds of good football. But if you yep. don't, if you don't defend that one second, what the heck those uh those fifty nine seconds those, those exactly fifty nine minutes fifty nine seconds was for every second every minute matters in the game of football especially it's the ultimate team athlete. sport it's the it's the ultimate team sport and uh you know me I had opportunity of of breaking that play down on CBS Sports HQ Sunday night after the ball game and one thing that I saw Buffalo did wrong was they allowed D Hop to have a free release off the off the line of scrimmage. You know, usually when we used to uh, practice a, to defend a Hail Mary, we would have a disruptor in front of him at the line of scrimmage, being able to disrupt him, not giving him a free release to get down the football field in time to potentially be in position to to make that reception. And then secondly, right. if you're not going to give him a free release, just send the house. Don't give right. the quarterback <laughs> enough time to be able to throw it 40 plus yards down the football field. They didn't send the house. They didn't uh, have a presser, a bump and run guy in front of D hop. And because of that, we saw arguably the best play so far this season. And also too, Pat, one thing that people don't realize D hop was on the single receiver side. They was trips away. You don't usually throw the football to the single receiver guy side because usually he's outnumbered when it comes to defenders in the secondary. And, 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 and I also talked about it. You hit on this too, uh, a few moments ago, how important this ball game was because what we saw in your division, the Rams took care of their business against Seattle, right? So the top three teams, and I believe right now going forward in the NFC West Pat is going to be a three team race. You know, right. because of the injuries and, and, and adversity the 49ers are facing, I, I don't want to count them out, but I'm kind of counting them out, right? right? It's going to be a three-team race. You guys won. Seattle lost. The Rams won. All three teams, top three teams, have three losses. That was a huge win. How could that win this past Sunday change the trajectory of the ball club going forward? You know, winning those type of ball games just gives you, give you so much more confidence. You, you believe a little bit more, you know, because you had opportunity to – to go through that, go through those situations, win those close ball games. And honestly, winning close ball games, I believe helped the, the, the team chemistry because when you win close ball games, everybody has to be on the same page. Everybody yeah. has to know what they're doing. Everybody has to make sure they're honed in on their assignments. So when you win games like that, I believe it brings the team closer. You know, it, it, it gives you that belief that you can, you can win any game. You know, we was down what, 10 with five minutes to go in the third quarter. Kyler ended up scoring. They came right back. I got the interceptions to, to put us up three. And then it came down to the last five minutes of the game. Buffalo went down and scored. 
And then, you know, the rest is history, what, what our offense was able to do. But when you win those type of games, man, it, it's hard to explain, but it definitely does something special to your team. No question. I, I tell people all the time, you know, I was fortunate enough to play on three Super Bowl teams, three teams that made it to the championship. And we all, all three of those teams, Pat, had, had that one def, uh, defining moment right. throughout the season where we came together. It could, could have been some adversity, uh, on the football field injuries, but we came together and we were battle tested and we found a way to win a ball game. And we just used that as a momentum booster throughout right. the season. And, mm-hmm. This could be that one defining moment for the Arizona Cardinals. When you look at the entire season, the standings, and how well you guys are playing and how you had to fight through adversity, this could be something to, to circle and monitor throughout the course of the season. And in that entertaining ball game, you had notable moments. And specifically for you, Pat, you had me jumping through the roof because I never seen you drop, let go two interceptions. Oh, when it man. comes to ball skills, I tell people this all the time. And our family, Pat, got the best ball skills in our family, hands down. I mean, I'm not even going to put my name in that conversation. I, I don't want to put Walter's name in that conversation. <laughs> Pat P got the best hands in our family. And he, and, and you, and, and you can make that argument for Pat P in the secondary has the best hands in the secondary. But my, my, my guy, t- talk us through those missed opportunities. What happened? Man, the first one, the first one I was kind of, indecisive on how I wanted to catch the ball because I knew it was traffic there. And I had, it was like a DB on my left and a receiver and another DB on my, on my right. I believe it was Beasley, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember who the receiver was, but I was in a quarter zone and my guy went under. So now I'm quarter. Can can you explain to the listeners and viewers (laughs) quarter zone? We got to break it down here. We got to educate. So uh, they gave us, they gave us a three by one set. Uh, Stefan Diz was on the X cut. So, like I said, we was in the quarter. So one corner has a quarter of the field. The strong state have a quarter of the field. The other strong state have a quarter of the field. And the other corner has that quarter of the field, which makes a hole. So with the X split, we, uh, we don't, we, we, we would typically like cut that because mm-hmm. we don't want to have to run through traffic. So we cut that. Buddha took the X, the X. And, and, and explain cut. Yeah, That's so where the safety is, take the, the, the shallow cross, correct? Exactly. The safety yep. take the shallow cross. So the DB don't have to run through traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, to try to get to him. And as he's trying to maneuver through traffic, the guy, Stefan can catch the ball and easily have a, a free release, uh, and, and to, you know, getting the first down or whatever the case may, may be. But Buddha, Buddha cut my guy. So now since Buddha cut my guy, I'm replacing him now. So now I'm yep. the quarter safety. So now I got visions because I don't have no work. So now I'm looking at Josh. So now I'm, I'm back in my quarters, backpedaling, backpedaling. I took a glance to my, to my right because I saw, I saw him looking like scanning the field, trying to see who's coming back across the field. And once he saw his guy coming across us, I, I kind of settled down, planted, started breaking back towards the ball. And I went for the ball like this because I all I, you got to catch the ball with your hands. I think, honestly, because Beasley went for the ball as well. So he kind of tipped it and I kind of couldn't grasp that one the right way. Yeah. But I should have body, I should have went in there and body caught the ball because all, all of the traffic that was in between me. But the second one, my goodness. I mean, we was in the perfect call. We was in. We was almost in the same, in the same, uh, they kind of gave us the yeah. same play. Yep. You had free ass. We was in, we was in Rover. So it's technically the same thing, but it's man to man, but the safety comes down and take. You let your man go. Let my man yep. go. I saw it. 
He take him. So now I'm the new rover player. Yep. Josh did not expect for you to let the receiver go. I think it was Diggs. You let go on a shallow cross. Exactly. So now yep. I'm the new rover player. And I think it was Beasley again, if I'm not coming a deep over. Yeah. I'm a deep over. And every single time X, they, they, they give us that X split. They trying to clear it out for the, uh, for that backside dig. So Vance dialed up a perfect call. I just didn't execute. And that one, the second one, you tried to catch with, with your body. I did. Yeah. No, that one, I actually, I did try to catch my body, but it hit my hands because it was so low. That's why I had to uh-huh. slide down and try to get it. But the mistake I made was I did not look the ball in. Yeah. I tried to catch it with my hands without catching it with my eyes. That's Yo. why my hands are so dang going good because I catch with my eyes, not with my hands. <laughs> man, listen, Ryan Clark, man, my old teammate, you know, uh, my good homeboy, he texts me, he said, man, I never seen Pat drop footballs. <laughs> He's like, bro, this man dropped two footballs today. I, I know, was like, I yeah. dropped two Wilsons just, uh, yesterday. Two, man. two oh. Wilsons. You dropped two footballs, man. When you talk about a guy with ball skills, you don't say he dropped two picks. No, you, right. this man dropped two footballs, man. You dropped two footballs, but you were able to get that book. You know what I mean? You, you, you eventually got that book. Talk about the interception that you were able to bring in for the ball club. What were you guys in defensively? And we was in the same coverage, man. We was playing the oh, same in that four, in, in that quarters? In quarters. We played quarters all night. And with Josh, the same thing, but Stefan did not give me X shallow this time. He gave me a dig. Mm-hmm. So with the X, with the X being backside, he's technically double because I got a quarter safety. Like I said, and I'm a, and I'm a quarter safety. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a quarter corner and the quarter safety responsibility is number three and number two, but we didn't have a number two. Yeah. It was three by one. Again, they kept giving us three by one or speed trips the whole game. So we was in quarters again. I told Buddha, I did, we didn't have no cut or anything like that because he wasn't as tight as he was before. So mm-hmm. I knew he wasn't going under this time. But with me knowing that I had inside help, uh, presence by Buddha, I told Buddha right before the play, I said, Buddha, you stay right there because he's going to run a dig. If you run a dig, he's going to come to you. And in quarters, my responsibility is the eight and the nine. Yep. So once he eight and the nine, what what is the eight and the nine? Go ball. The nine is a go ball. Eight is a post. Post. Yes, sir. Once dig, Stefan ran his dig. I, I peeled off because now he's running to Buddha. So now I'm free again. Again. Yep. (laughs) Looking back at the quarterback. He was trying to uh, fit it in tight to uh, the, the tight end number 81. And I had great vision, was able to uh, make a play on that ball. And finally, Wilson made his way to me. Yeah. Well, you know what, Pat? When you get a pick this week, because I'm going to throw it out there to the universe, yeah, I need you to get into the end zone. I need when you when you get the when you get the book, get into this goal. Because yes. look like when you caught the pick this past Sunday, you were looking like, yes. where should I run? <laughs> Man, just just getting that getting that LSU P2. Uh, and, and just ride, just ride, <laughs> just ride. No question, just ride. Because when I when you caught it, I'm like, first of all, one thing about playing in the secondary, interceptions are contagious. They come in bunches. Yep. They come in bunches. And when you got your hands on two early passes, I, 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 I yeah, I, I was like, it's a matter of time. Yep. Because usually for us guys, listeners, this is one thing about playing in the secondary. It's almost like playing any sport, like playing basketball or, or, or playing baseball. When you do something positive early in the ball game, you know you're going to have a good game. It's almost like a batter playing baseball in the first inning, he hit a home run. There's a good chance you're going to have a heck of a ball game. Same thing with basketball. You get in the first quarter, you drop by three or four threes. When we play in the secondary, if you get your hands on a pass in the first quarter, oh, and, and oh, you, the confidence is going through the roof now. 
He's like, it's only a matter of time. They're going to keep trying me and I'm going to get my hands on one. I'm going to come through with a big time play. So I just, I felt, I knew it was going to be a matter of time. And I said, just, man, just hold on to it. Just hold <laughs> on to it. And you definitely held on to it. And when you're talking about playing, you know, good on good, Pat, there's highs and there's lows. Take us through two plays, the, the, the Cole Beasley play and then the Stefan Diggs play and the yep. mentality of a corner, something that a lot of people don't understand and realize how difficult it is playing at a high level week in and week out when you're playing good on good. And sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear gets you like coach Lobo used to tell us all the time, but take us through, through those two plays. First one, we was in the man to man coverage. I had uh inside help as well. So I was playing for the, the pick wheel because two and three was initially close together. So mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, two was on the ball and Beasley was off the ball. So nine times out of ten, you have to think that they're trying to pick you. And I was impressed. So if you go back and look at it, I try to beat him to the punch as far as beat him to the outside. outside. So, I flip, so I can slip pick and be able to get through and make it harder, uh, being, being a better position to be, uh, to be in a position, uh, to defend that pick wheel. The reason why I did that because I knew I had Jordan on the inside of me. So I knew if he go inside, he's going to run right to Jordan. You got help. Exactly. So yep. we was in one hole. So with me thinking of one hole, all right, boom, my, my, my linebacker's right here. I could play outside, heavy outside, because if he do run inside, I know my Mike backer's going to be there. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't there. Um, yep. You know, his, I, I, I couldn't tell you where his eyes was or whatever, but Jordan wasn't there for me. But they, you know, he made a play. He yeah. made a play for me. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, we had a lot of, we got a lot of football to play. So I can't dwell on that play. I have to find a way to make a play back. And, and you know what? And you talk about that. You got the interception after that play happened. Right. Exactly. And and that's what I like about great players. You know what I mean? Playing in the secondary is extremely difficult. Playing in the secondary, the only other positions you can compare to playing corner is left tackle and quarterback. You know what I'm saying? And you got to have a short-term memory. And that's yeah. one thing I like. Yeah, that play happened. And then – few plays later, you come back and get the book we talked about earlier in the show. So mm-hmm. that's the mindset of a great player and understanding adversity and being able to fight through that adversity. Yep. And uh so with the second one, uh we was in the man to man. We was kind of I was kind of out leveraged. You know, I, I I believe, you know, we could we could have been in a better call. You yep. know, I, I felt that, you know, we because at the end of the day, me and Murph, we was playing a combo coverage because they gave us the same kind of that same split that they gave uh me and uh the first time when Beasley talk, caught that touchdown. So this time, me and Murph comboed it. So mm-hmm. combo, and, and what what is combo? So what combo is if my guy goes outside, he'll take him and his guy we'll we'll basically switch responsibilities. Yep. Yep. So but they didn't do that. So now when you plan combo coverage, you have to be inside because you have to potentially anticipate uh, his guy coming to you. Exactly. So yep. now I'm inside and all he did was run a seven on me. And mm-hmm. on the side, we're playing one, we're playing one wide. So I have to protect my inside because I can't let him get inside. And just when he run outside, I just have to try my best to beat him to his punch. And I just slipped the seven just a little bit too late because I, I kind of dissected that he was going to run a seven because he gave me that straight stem. Mm-hmm. As I noticed he gave me that straight stem, I started easily just start stacking behind him. But the thing about Stefan is that he does in the red zone, he, he, he likes to do double moves. So I didn't want to beat him to his punch right now. And he hit I you with a double. Exactly. So he could, he could hit me with a seven pump. So that's what I didn't want to happen. So therefore I knew I didn't have much field to work with. And the quarterback had to put the ball in a perfect, perfect position because if he would have put any more air on it, I would have been able to make a play. He threw great, it. Yeah. It was a great pass by Josh. He threw it right out of his break and he threw it nice and low to where his 
to where his receiver Diggs was able to to dive and uh, and make a catch. But like like you said, you know, sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear get you. The thing I love about my job, I signed up for this and I love that pressure each and every week. That's why I play the game. You know, so yeah, he called a touchdown on me. Yeah, Beasley called a touchdown on me. But guess what? I got another game this week mm-hmm. that to prove my worth. And I know, and I, I know what I mean to this team. I know what I mean to the game. I know how much I care about my performances. So definitely look for a big performance coming on up Thursday. No question. And that's the one thing that we like to emphasize here on all things covered to the listeners and the viewers. Football is not just about the physical nature. It's a cerebral game. You got to think you got to communicate. And if, one person is not on the same page. It messes up the flow of the entire scheme and how it's supposed to work. Exactly. Football is the ultimate team sport. Yep. You know what I mean? Just because you got the best player on your team doesn't mean you will always win. Everybody mm-hmm. got to be on the same page. And that's one thing I love about the game of football and the togetherness that you got to display. Like that that play with Stephon Diggs, you and Byron Murphy had a combo call and you guys were anticipating something. They didn't run what you thought they were going to run and just about being able to adjust. But when you're playing good on good, sometimes it's, a, it's just a well-executed play. Oh yeah, Well-executed play. Yep. And and I can tell you this much, no question, when you look at winning that ball game, you guys were able to win the ball game and you talk about bouncing back and getting right back into the limelight, huh, you got another opportunity, big fella. Okay. You hey, got man. another opportunity because this Thursday night, you got a short week, a short, a, a short, a quick turnaround as we get prepared for this upcoming ball game. The Seahawks yeah. uh looking ahead to Thursday night and also listeners and viewers, make sure you stay tuned because we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals this upcoming Thursday. We got a special guest joining us later in the show. Jamal Adams, starting safety for the Seattle Seahawks, will be joining us a a little later in the show, so make sure you stay tuned. But when you talk about playing Thursday night football, Pat, a lot of players don't like Thursday night football. You know, it's a, it's a quick turnaround. Sometimes your body, your body there is not together yet, but how does it change your routine based on what you do normally for a Sunday kickoff compared to a Thursday kickoff? Typically on a, on a normal week, you have, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Monday through Saturday to get your body prepared. But on a short week with us, we're traveling. So yep. we have to leave Wednesday. So now you have to pretty much do double time of what you normally do throughout your week. So yeah. like today, you know, you know, having don't have opportunity to, to kind of clean up the tape with, with your team or mm-hmm. with your coaches. But as a pro, you have to go back and watch your tape, see what you did wrong to see how the next team is going to try to attack you. So, like today, all I did was got my body work, got a workout in, did my film study, and as soon as I'm done with the uh, with the show here, in a minute I'm going to look at. Now I'm starting to go uh, starting to go to break down um, DK Metcalf. So you know, so a lot of a lot of it's, it's just it's going to be a, a, a long nights because, you know, like I said, you don't have the time that you normally have to get your body prepared or the film study and on and, and things like that. But the thing I I love about it is although it is a short week. But you also get opportunity to rest in the hotel that evening versus playing, you know, one o'clock or, you know. Yeah, you play later. East Coast, it'll be, you know, 11. Um, You get opportunity to rest in a little bit and try to get your body prepared as best as you can. And also you have to look at it at at this way. If you're able to get through that game healthy, it's it's almost like a second bye week. You get two bye Mm -hmm. weeks. Yeah, you got a long weekend. You got a, a long weekend to, uh, you know, recharge your body mentally and physically. And the good thing about this particular matchup for you guys, Pat, you're playing against a team you're familiar with. 
Yep. And it, the same can be said for them, you know, being familiar with you guys. So, yes, you got a lot of tape you're going to have to watch, but you kind of know what their go-to is the same way they know what your go-to is. And personally, you know, you got another opportunity to play against a top-flight pass catcher in DK Metcalf. Last most recent meetings, you, you played well against him. And DK didn't have a good outing against your your, your homeboy, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey had a pretty good outing against DK. Uh, DK had four target targets for only two receptions, 28 yards. Uh, DK's career, listeners and viewers, versus Patrick Peterson. This is his career. Well, almost, I'll say a year and a half into his career. 71 plays, five targets, one reception, six yards. That is his career against Patrick Peterson. I repeat, 71 plays, five targets, one reception, six yards. How do you continue your success against DK? And what do you expect them to do differently compared to your other matchups against him? Honestly, I expect him to get him in the game early, you know, especially coming out off the game that he had last week. So I have to anticipate that the ball is coming to him early. His go-tos, you know, slants, go balls, you know, just try to get him in the game early. Because like you said, when a guy gets into the game early, he feels like he's involved. Now he's his enthusiasm level goes through the roof. Yep. You know, so I have me, I have to expect them trying to get him looks early to get him in the game, get him motivated, get him energized and get the offense going, you know, because when DK is playing well, that offense is, uh, is hard to stop, you know, yep. when I, you got Lockett as well. But when DK is taking the top off the defenses, making those strong catches, making those big plays, making guys miss, it definitely, uh, it, it fused fire into that team. So, I have to do, uh, you know, my best to, to, to make sure that I slow him down and, and make sure that, you know, they can't feed off his energy. I know I have a, a tall task ahead of me that I'm definitely prepared for. I'm sure it's going to be another fun matchup um, that he's looking forward to, you know, and I, and I know I'm going to get his best shot. We know Russ is, uh, is very, very magical when he's, uh, playing at home. So we, we definitely gonna have to be on, uh, on our P's and Q's when we go up there up north here in a couple of days. Yeah, and this is going to be an important game for both teams involved. Uh important for the entire division in the NFC West with uh a traffic jam of like teams battling for the top spot. So I can't wait to see that matchup. You know, speaking of a, an elite wide receiver, big body wide receiver, uh Calvin Johnson. I don't know if you heard about this, Pat P, but Calvin Johnson was on the recent uh episode of All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, which is available on Showtime basketball channel on YouTube. Uh, Calvin was asked about who he looked forward to matching up with most during his career. And this was his response. Who did, who did you look forward to matching up with during your career? Patrick Peterson. Um, yeah, yeah. One them LSU, them LSU DBs, man. Them boys be serious, man. Um, them, <laughs> you know, it's fun playing him because, because Pat, you know, he, you know, he's, he, he's in your face all the time. He's going to follow you. It's like kind of like the Jerry Rice and Dion where he's going to go everywhere you go, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. You know, you, you appreciate it. One, that level of respect that you're getting because, okay, you're getting the, best, the other team's best defender. He's following you everywhere you go. And at the time, you know, I just know that at the time, like, okay, when I look back on this, this is going to be like some, it's gonna be some OG shit. You got two two OGs battling right here, you know. Those mm-hmm. kind of battles, man, because he's 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 pushing me and I'm pushing him to to, to bring out the best and uh you you're able to see some 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 uh, great plays, you know, from both of us when we got to play each other. So Pat, you know, hearing that, man, what's your response to hearing 
Calvin Megatron. I mean, when you got, when your nickname is Megatron, you're a bad man, Different. right? <laughs> but what, yeah, what, what, let me hear your response in here and Megatron show you some love and also too, you know, just the appreciation that he had for your, your matchups that you guys had throughout his career. Man, that was by far one of, not one of, that is by far my, the greatest matchup that I've had in my NFL career. You know, I all, obviously got a long list of, uh, competitors that I went against, AJ Green, Julio, Antonio, Mike Evans. I mean, the list goes on and on. But when, when you knew you was going up against Detroit, you going up against, he's not a receiver. He's Megatron. You know, he's, this guy's a robot. And then six, 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 seven, run like a gazelle, very, very strong, can catch the ball wherever. I mean, wherever Matthew Stafford put the ball, nine times out of ten, he was coming down with it. Yep. But a, fun, a, a quick story about my first time ever going up against uh, Calvin. So Ray Horton, your guy. Yep. We got, yeah, we, we know you. Wednesday, you come in and you have a game plan, this, that, another. Obviously, that was like, I think it was like week 12. So at this time, it was in my second year. Obviously, I know who I'm going to get because I have that responsibility each and every week. So Ray Horton, and this was the game before, uh, I think, Calvin caught the ball and he went crazy, had like 300 some yards on Dallas and caught the ball over yeah. like three people. So yeah, I remember crazy. that. It's like, man, we got Calvin Johnson. I know this is your first time going up against, against some Pete. You got him, but I want to put one coverage in. It was called like vice or something like that. I said, coach, we ain't, I ain't a part of no vice, man. I said, coach, man, I said, all due to, to Calvin, great receiver, but he ain't played nobody like me yet. Like he have not played anyone like me yet. That's, that's not going to bow down to him. Like, yeah. I know I'm a second-year player, but I want this matchup. This is why I play the game. I've been doing this all my life since I was in high school. Why the heck we got to change right now? I'm like, man, if he, if if he's giving me trouble in the game, I will tell you if we need to do that vice coverage. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, we're just going to have it in we're gonna have it in practice. They're doing it all. We, I said, coach, if you call that play, I am not a part of the vice. So all we – So what was vice? It was like a double? So yeah, it was a safety in the corner. It was it was gonna be me and the uh and the strong safety covering him, like literally like, as a punt return. Oh, like, like a punt return. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. like, yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh man, we ain't doing that. <laughs> so the first third down, coach called it. I forget what the heck it was called. It was like Vice eighty one. Yeah. I said uh, Greg Toler was the corner. I said, "Gee, go get that man." I said, I "Ain't a part of that." <laughs> I said, I "Ain't been a part of no vice, man." I said, "No, I don't need no vice." <laughs> you know, I came to the sideline, I was pissed because they, they end up dropping the ball. I'm pissed. I said, Coach, I told you I don't need that shit. Yeah. Just let me play ball. If he beat me, he beat me. And if, if it comes down to the wire to where they need a, a, a score or whatever, then you, then you can put the vice on. But I yeah. said, let me play ball. Let me see what I got. Let me, let me, let me feel him. Let, let, let yeah. me, let me get my feet wet. Cause the first play of that, uh, of that game, they, th- they try to fade. I should have picked that ball off with one hand. They uh-huh. threw a fade on me and I got a cold picture. And it just, it literally hit my, uh, hit my, the balls, um, the palm of my hand. Cause I, I, I cupped it perfect, mm-hmm. but I wasn't able to squeeze the tip and it just bounced back out off my hand. But, um, that game, I ended up getting an intercession against Calvin. Um, yeah. He had, he, and, on, and on top of that, Mac, I got target 21 times that game. What? 21 times. I think I got it right here. Let me see. 21 times. Well, I know, I know, I know you was, boy, I know you was sucking wind. On the sideline. Yeah, 2012. So yeah, he had, he had 10 catches. Yeah, he got targeted 21 times. Kid, wow. 21 times. So he was 21 for 10 with 121 yards. I mean, hell, he better have 100 yards. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, a, it was, man, it was a fun game, man. That was my, um, that was probably one of the, to me, one of my greatest games that I felt that I played because I got 
such a high volume of targets, and I had to stay home then for 60 minutes. It wasn't like the ball's going to come to you here. You might have five plays off. It was literally every drive the ball was going to Calvin Johnson. But no question. That's it. That's why I played the game, and, and, and that's why, you know, you get recognized of doing, or you get recognized for what you do off some of the uh, the players that you went up against, and also the plays you made against them as well. Yeah, and real recognizes real. We say that all the time, but uh, that's a legit fact. You know, at the end of the day, you guys were going at each other. He was trying to score touchdowns on you. You were trying to, uh, you know, pick him off. Yeah. But in the days of mutual respect. You know, when you got good on good, that's what you, that's all you can ask for, just a mutual respect from both parties involved. Uh, but that, that was, that was definitely dope in seeing them show you some love and also hearing about that first matchup in 2012, a young Pat P going against Megatron. Uh, but again, listeners and viewers, you can uh, find all the smoke on Showtime Basketball's YouTube channel and anywhere podcasts are found. Now is the time to check in around the league. This is where we tap into the news throughout the National Football League. Uh, there was a lot of big-time stories. It was another entertaining weekend slate of ball games, but big injuries to big-name players. Specifically speaking, talking about the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees. Pat, I know you heard about the the injury woes with the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees. Uh, a few broken ribs i think he has a bruised lung sure. I, I know he's in pain right now i don't know if you ever had any you, you, you ever hurt your ribs before no nah. it, it's i i I, met, I tore my oblique mm-hmm. uh, i think it was in 2010 or 2011 man man that was a painful injury so i can imagine the pain that he's going through right now but you know it was a me personally i don't know if you got the opportunity to see the play pat mm-hmm. but it was a routine play for me as a defender um, a lot of people were saying it was a dirty hit. It was unnecessary. Um, and we know how they want to protect quarterbacks right now. And if you haven't seen the play, listeners and viewers, please go check the play out. It was a flag that was thrown by the refs. And it was like when the referee saw Drew Brees on the ground hurt or, or a bit disgruntled, then they decided to throw the flag. It was like a sympathy flag, something I don't like, I don't agree with. But hearing the news with Drew Brees and the quarterback woes, they're in the NFC, and many people believe with a healthy Drew Brees, they could be the favorites to win the NFC and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl in Tampa. Uh, they're a big-time competitor to you guys, but hearing the news about Drew Brees and how I guess you guys could match up with New Orleans, who knows what could happen in a tournament. If you get into the tournament, there's a lot of football left to be played. I mean, what are your thoughts about hearing anytime a, a team losing their top quarterback and how you have to fight through that adversity to remain relevant and competitive to try to get into the tournament. Well, you know, that sucks because that happened to us a couple of times. Yeah, a few years ago when you guys had quarterback woes, I remember. Yeah, 2014, yeah. My, my first year going to the playoffs, playing Carolina Carson, I believe, towards ACL, like week 10 against the Rams or something like that. We was on fire, too. We was like 7-1 and one or 7-2. and two something like that end up limping into the playoffs, wasn't able to get it done because, you know, not having, you know, your your, your five-star gunslinger under the gun, it can kind of hamper your offense and kind of hamper what you want to do as an offense as far as moving the ball downfield because you got to think about it. Your backup quarter may not have the same attributes as your starting quarterback. Yeah. And I believe – but the Saints are in a very, very unique situation because you have James, James, uh, Jameson Winston that, that, yeah. that, that, that can – spin the ball you know he was let's not forget you know jameson was uh well first overall yeah he was the first overall pick but the numbers that he was able to put up far as statistically throughout the air what i believe like 
40 something odd touchdowns. Obviously the interception has to come down, but he can get the ball in the end zone and get the ball in the right hands. And I believe Sean Payton is going to do a great job on, on making sure that, that Jameson is ready because, you know, he did the same thing with, uh, he had to do the same thing, what, two years ago with, uh, Teddy. And yeah. those guys were still a competitive football team and a guy, a uh, team that was out there fighting, uh, for wins each and every week. So I don't expect those guys not to be in, in position or, where they need to be to continue to be successful. Sean Payton is one of the best offensive uh, gurus in this league, and I'm sure that he's going to have some new answers to his offense to make sure that those guys are still rolling. Outside of the New Orleans Saints, uh, individually speaking, Pat, there's a young corner that's playing some real good football with the New England Patriots, uh, J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson is balling, currently has a total of six interceptions throughout the season. He's had five straight ball games with a pick. He had a pick this past Sunday night against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if you got a chance to really pay attention to any of his game, but he's a ball hawking guy. He always seems to be in position to come down with big time interceptions. When you look at some of the corner play throughout the National Football League, you know, what corners are really sticking out to you when it comes to playing real good football? You got Xavier Howard that's playing some, uh, some real good yes. football right now. Yeah. He's been balling also. Yeah. He's balling, uh, you got Jalen when he's out there. Jalen's always solid. Joe Hayden's having a good year. He's wearing year 11, you know, in year 11. Most guys don't talk about us old guys, but, uh, Joe Hayden is playing at a high level right now. I, and I did have opportunity to see JC, uh, I believe, who did they play before? They won that game with that. With they that they played the Jets before, uh, this yeah, past so, ball game against yeah, the, yeah, the Ravens. Him, yep. I saw him playing that game. I believe that was a Sunday night game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I saw him playing that game. He played well, you know, um, gave up a couple of big plays in that game. But like you said, with a DB's mentality, you have to have that short term memory and knowing that, all right, you gave up a play. Now you have to go make a play. Now you have to dig down even deeper to make sure that you're in position to make that play when the, uh, when, when the ball presents itself to you again. And he's been making the best of his opportunities right now, which you say you got six picks, five straight games with the yep. interception. So. I mean, he's on fire. I mean, the, they come in bunches. No doubt about it. It's, it's following him right now. So, uh, he just got to continue riding that wave and, and, and make sure that that iron stay hot, baby. Yeah, no question. No question. So, uh, shout out to JC Jackson. Uh, definitely he's covering all things when he's on the football field. Now, listeners, viewers, before we get into halftime, and make sure you guys stay tuned. We got a special guest joining us uh, a little later in the show, Jamal Adams, outstanding safety for the Seattle Seahawks, will be joining us here, all things covered. But before we get to halftime, there's some other other stuff that we would like to, to tap into with Pat P. The Bama-LSU rivalry didn't get a chance to take place this past uh, Saturday because of uh, COVID issues, but hopefully they're able to get that ball game going at some point in time. But when you look at what's going on throughout college football, Pat, you once were a, an elite prospect, right? A guy that had a high draft grade. And you're starting to see a lot of kids opt out, you know, mm-hmm. start the season and opt out mid through the midway through the season. And you saw a lot of kids also didn't just participate at all. If you were in college right now and knowing the situations with the coronavirus and the concerns with your draft grade, not necessarily being solidified, but pretty much being in a better position than a lot of other kids, would you with your mindset collegiately, would you play or would you opt out in totality or would you play a little bit, get your draft stock higher, gain some leverage, and then opt out? Um, You know, Matt, that's a, that's a very, very um, touchy question. Let's honestly, say going into your junior year, right? Yeah, going, going into your junior, junior year. And I, and I got my grade because, honestly, I didn't get my grade until, like, 
I mean, I know times are different now, but I didn't yeah. get my grade literally until like almost October ish. Like, uh-huh. you know, so I, I, you know, now kids are, especially if you're a senior, you kind of know what your grade is going into your senior year. Juniors, I think now they kind of put the juniors in that same class now. If I had, if I knew what I knew, um, now nah, I definitely probably would have, I probably would have opted out, you know. Yeah. But, so you probably wouldn't have played at all. No, nah, I probably wouldn't have played. I probably okay. would have, would have done everything that I needed to do as far as training, um, getting ready for the combine, putting my all into the combine because it was just, it's so, it's so much uncertainty going into the season. You know, yeah. obviously most kids, I mean, most teams are, are starting late. You don't really know how many games you're going to play. So, with me having a stock that I that I know I have, I I really don't want to go through that process. I, I, yeah. I know I know exactly what you know uh, what I'm here for. You know I, my time has my time has come. You know what I mean. So I have to make sure that I'm putting myself in the best position possible to not hinder you know my opportunities of, of making a, a career that can change my life. So yeah, um, it's definitely a lot of thought that goes in, in, into that into that decision. But I, but I honestly think the guys who dropped out, who who uh, who end up opting out, not playing the season, I truly believe that they gave it uh, uh, some thought. And, you know, talked to their families, talked to the, whoever they're uh, close with in their circles, to give them proper advice. And at the end of the day, you can't you can't you can't fault no one for making the decision that they feel that's best for them. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. So, but to answer your question, I probably would have uh, declared to not play the season as well. Yeah. And I'm talking about LSU, Jamar Chase, you know, one of the best wide receivers in college football, you know, decided to opt out. So I think when you have your draft grade pretty much solidified based on, you know, your first two years of, of, of working college football, you understand what what's at stake and what could happen. So, uh, I understand where you're coming from. You're a first rounder. It doesn't really make sense. And if you need to add more, more fuel to your resume yeah, and then yeah. go out and, and go out and put it and get it, get it done, get it done. So right now, all things covered, Patrick Peterson and Brian B. Fadden. It's time to go to halftime. We just finished, finished a two minute warning. Are we going into halftime with this nice lead? But on the other side of halftime, we'll be joined by our special guest, Jamal Adams of the Seattle Seahawks will be joining Surprise. us here. All things covered. Stay tuned. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. What's up, listeners, viewers? We're back from halftime. We got a chance to get some water, hydrate, eat some oranges, get right back to the gridiron. And like we promised you guys earlier in the show, we got a special guest joining us here, All Things Covered, Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. Uh, this is a guy that's extremely talented. You know what I mean? Anytime we get a fellow DV on the show, 
man, it's only right. You know what I mean? I tell people all the time, DBs are the most important players on the football field. Uh, six overall selected player in 2017 NFL draft, two-time pro bowler, 2019 first team all pro at prayers on Twitter, Instagram name at president mall, uh, part of 17 weeks podcast, part of the 17 weeks podcast show, outstanding show, by the way, former New York Jet, current Seattle Seahawks. And he will be performing in this upcoming Thursday night matchup against the Arizona Cardinals, no other than Jamal Adams, man. Thank you for joining us here, All Things Covered. Before we jump right into the nitty-gritty, Jamal, how you feeling? How's your health going? We know you missed some time a few weeks ago, uh, but where you where are you now located when it comes to the health standpoint? Yeah, man, you know, I'm feeling good. Um, you know, but obviously, you know, came down with a little, you know, nagging injury in the shoulder uh, last game. Uh, but it's it's part of it, man. It's part of, it's part of the grind. It's part of the process. You know, uh, it's never going to be perfect. Um, some things you just, sometimes, you know, each year you got to fight through something, right? And then if you're not fight through anything, something's wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's something that, you know, I kind of learned and figured out that, you know, obviously everybody wants to stay healthy, but, you know, this 2020 season ha- has been ugly for the league. And, um, obviously there can, there can be a lot of opinions on why, uh, but, you know, you just got to figure it out. You got to keep fighting, man. So I'm looking forward to Thursday, man, going against Pat and the guys. Oh yeah. It definitely should be a fun matchup, but. Absolutely. With me watching you for so many years at LSU with the with the Jets and now uh, being a, a rivalry opponent, where does that confidence and that swagger come from? Because you always had it. Like where where it come from? Honestly, man, I I think it starts at home. You know what I mean? The way I was raised. You know, I was always raised to voice my opinion. If you have an opinion, um, I was always raised to be confident, be the best at everything you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had that drive, man. I always tell people. You know, when I was younger, man, I used to hate – I played video games like no one else, right? And now I don't even play video games at all. <laughs> so I used to cry if I lost in, you know, in any form of game. You know what I mean? So I was just so competitive at a young age. I hated to lose. Mm-hmm. So competitive. I, you know, I always had that drive and, you know, that confidence. So, you know, for me, man, I think it starts with your mindset, just with, you know, life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whatever you, whatever you do in life, I think that – if you don't have a purpose or know your purpose, you'll, you'll never be successful. Like you can always tap into the grind. You can always say, I'm going to grind it out, but you got to know why you're doing it. You got to know why you're going to put in all this work and do all the little things. So I think for me, man, that it, it started at home for me. And I'm very fortunate enough to have two outstanding parents that still together. You know, that, that, that's a blessing. Um, being around guys like, you know, you, Pat, seeing you, uh, back at LSU and, and, and so many guys that came through or so many guys that I looked up to or seeing the, seeing how they played the game, what type of swagger they played with, how they played the game. Uh, for me, man, it was just adding and kind of creating that, that like almost created player, should you say, right? right? And just having that mindset, having that confidence, because as a DB, man, you got to have confidence. If you don't you're have confidence, you're in trouble. You're right. You know what I mean? You're <laughs> definitely in trouble. So you, you can't, you know, obviously you, you know, you take your chances. Um, you know when to take your chances based off situations or based off what's going on in the game. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, man, if you don't, if you don't, you know, roll the dice, scare money don't make money, man. And, and that's how uh, I look. No question. And talking about the confidence and the swagger, we got an opportunity to see that swagger, uh, down in Baton Rouge, LSU. You're a five star recruit coming out of Carrollton, Texas. But what led, what were the factors that led to you deciding to sign with LSU? Wow, man. You know, the crazy part about it, man, I was going to Florida. You know, Joker really? Phillips. Yeah, I was going to Florida. Joker Phillips was my – he's my godfather. 
Um, wow. At the time, he was the receivers coach at Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And this is when Muschamp was there. Uh, T. Rob, Coach T. Rob was the DB coach. Now they're, they're in South Carolina coaching yep. together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and was a big fan. I was a big fan of the way they ran the program, right? And for me, growing up, I always knew, okay, DB, as a defensive player, all the DBs go to LSU, Florida, or Alabama. Or mm-hmm. at the time, it was Texas, too, as well. But I knew right. Texas was kind of like on the down, on the downgrade, you know, as right. far as Mac Brown, we didn't know. You know what I mean? So all of that was going on at the time, and I never really understood – or knew where I wanted to go, but I had a feeling. Um, LSU came on me last minute. You know what I mean? Uh, I remember Coach uh, Innsminger, you know, he, he came, and you know how he talks, man. You know, he came to, to one of my scrimmages, uh, I want to say like my senior year, and he sat in the stands, but he didn't come speak to me after the scrimmage. So usually, you know, I'm looking for that, right? And, you know, as a kid, you're looking for the scout to come up to you. You got a lot of the scouts that's usually down there on the field, but he didn't come up to me. He just called me and was like, oh, I remember everything you did. And it was just like, eh, it's a little weird. So what happened was, come to find out, there was a friend of mine that did go to LSU uh, before me that went to my high school, and it didn't work out with them. So my head coach in high school didn't really feel the love from LSU, so he kind of like shied away, kind of mm-hmm. almost pushed us away from LSU, right? But it just so happened, man, uh, you know, I, I – I knew Florida was too far at the time. I, I knew I wanted to be closer to moms. I wanted to be closer to mom, moms and pops and my family. At the time, my nieces was growing up um, and, you know, obviously don't have kids. So that was like my kid, right? She didn't have that father figure. So I felt like it was my role at the time. I yeah. felt like I needed to be there. I needed to be that guy, um, that guidance that she needed, right? And so seeing her grow up, Ended up making the decision to go to LSU, man. I, I don't regret anything. I'm so glad it happened to me because, man, it taught me not only how to be a better football player, but how to be a better man. And 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 Tommy Moffitt to Jack Marucci to all the guys from the academics, everybody, man, Walt, everybody taught me something, right? And it, and it made me who I am today. And I'm so thankful to go through that transition, to go, to go through that dream, of playing at LSU, being in Baton Rouge, and seeing and meeting different people coming from different backgrounds, but just learning something from everybody. I think that's that's what made it so special for me, man. And obviously, you know, not being too far from home, it was a six-hour drive, hour flight, not too bad, you know, and that was something that was key to me. I didn't want to go so far because, you know, mom's was, she's from New York, didn't like flying due to 9-11, you know, had family up there. So that was another thing that scared moms. And I wanted to kind of respect that. You know what I mean? She's a lot better now, but at the time she just wasn't feeling it. And, you know, moms always get what they want. You know what I mean? But <laughs> just so happened, man, long story short, just so happened, much champion them got fired. Um, who would have knew Les Miles would have got fired my second right. year? You know what I mean? No one would have knew that. Right. Uh, it just so happened to happen like that and went through three different DCs at LSU. And I think, for me, man, that taught me so much about ball, so much about defense. And obviously, I was so fortunate enough to have Corey Raymond uh, all three years. And he's, he's the best in business. And, and taught me so much, man. Taught me not only stuff on the field, but off the field. And then when Pat and and Ryan, Ryan Clark and Corey Webster, this goes on and on of guys that would come back and feed us knowledge 
it was just so inspiring to where, to where I'm like, okay, man, one day I'm going to be in their shoes. One day I got to go back and, and serve. You know what I mean? And right, right. I thought that was big, man. I think that that's what it's about. You know, when you can really build that brotherhood and understand that there's so many great guys that come through LSU. There's so many great guys that come through the SEC or whatever, period. The greatness you see. It's not just one guy who's great doing this. It's, it's, it's a couple of the guys that's great at what they do. And that's what makes it so special to me. And I respect that, man. So I don't regret the decision, man. It, it was something that, um, you know, shaped me into the man I am today, mentally and physically, uh, but, you know, mainly mentally and making, making me just see how life and see how the football world really works. And I'm truly, I'm truly grateful for that opportunity, bro. Right, right. Well, talking about, so you already hit on LSU. Coach O took over as a head coach your final season as a Tiger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you, could you imagine the heights that he took the team last year coming? Like, did you see the anticipation, the the, the energy or, or, or his yeah. vision when he saw the team going? Well, I definitely knew when Coach O came in as a, as a D-line coach, obviously everybody knew about him history-wise <laughs> and him being in a blind side and, mm-hmm. you know, good dude. He's a player's coach, right? And, and he's, he's a fiery guy. So I knew that it was something that we needed from the transition from Les Miles. Right. And I love coach Les Miles, man. Mm-hmm. I love him to death because he gave me my, he gave me my, he gave me my opportunity. Right. And I'll never, I'll never say anything bad about him because he, he blessed me with that opportunity and I'm so grateful for it. And mm-hmm. I think that it, it needed to be a change at the time. We were struggling, it needed to be a change. Obviously, I'll never forget. We started off like six and oh, seven and oh, my sophomore year, went to Alabama, lost that one. That was the first year of the playoffs, I want to say. Um, and then went down here, lost three straight, Ole Miss to Arkansas. Yeah. And back then, that's when Ole Miss and Arkansas was some, was some damn good, good teams at the time, right? right? So that SEC West was the truth. Right. Um, and, and obviously you had Mississippi State, you had all, you had all of them. So, you know, the transition was good. I knew that. Coach O was going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, everybody said we didn't have a quarterback at the time, but I truly believed in Brennan, Brennan Harris. I thought Brennan Harris could really get it done. Um, at the time, we wasn't opening up the offense how they did. You know, we had Fournette left, Fournette right, as great as right. he was. You know what I mean? And right. the defense was stout. You know, we was, we was, we was playing LSU defense. Yeah. Simple as that. You know what I mean? You know what we in. It don't matter. Beat us. Like, right. <laughs> just exactly. what it was, you know? But it was it was a great transition, man, from having going from Coach Miles to Coach O, and then like I said, three different DCs. I had Chief, I had Coach Steele, and then Aranda. So I learned so much ball, you know what I mean? And it was a it was a good thing and, and a blessing in disguise to where it helped me now. But man, I all that talent that we had last year, you know, with Coach O, Joe Burrow doing his thing, the receiver core, them opening up the offense. Man, it was only a matter of time, bro, before LSU got back on the map. And, you know, it, we were never off the map. We just we just couldn't put it all together. You know right. what I mean? And once we did, you know, we 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 came through. We won it. And now we're young. Yep. And, and every every year you go through a transition. You know, everybody knows that. And, you know, obviously the fans w- might not know it and they want the they they want they want everybody to, you know, they right. want us to win right now. Right. But sometimes, you know. You got to take your blows. You know, it's a process. It's a process, bro. You yeah. know, it's a marathon. I always talk about it, man. Rest in peace to Nip. You know, it's a marathon, bro. You got to keep running. So it, it was a blessing, man. I'll tell you that. 
No question. And talking about your, your success there collegially at LSU, it led to uh, being drafted. And what a lot of people don't know about you and your family, you know, your father got drafted. Uh, 1985, he was the 19th overall selection in the NFL draft. And you guys had a, a draft day bet, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, tell yeah. us a little bit about the draft day bet. Yeah. And did your father have Hell to no, pay he up? didn't pay up. He didn't pay, you, he didn't pay the debt yet? Hell no, man. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that bet. Yeah, man. So, you know, growing up, bro, again, was just so competitive in everything I did. Like, literally, you know, in the classroom, I wasn't the smartest, but I but I wanted to be the smartest, right? Yeah. And I hated to fail. I hated anything. I hated when my teacher folded my paper over if I failed or trying to hide <laughs> my grade. You know, you everybody goes through that, right? So I was just so competitive, man, and, and, and I remember – I want to say about eight years old, man. I told pops, I'm like, man, I'm going, I'm going to be better than you. Right. And he's like, you're not better than me until you get drafted higher than me. And that was fair at the time. I didn't understand it. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was a special moment because it drove me to a different level, man. I was doing certain things, man, in college. I mean, not in, excuse me, not in college, in high school that most 15 year old, 14 year old, 16 year old kids is not, aren't doing. Right. Like I was getting up at 5.30 in the morning, man, working out with my DB coach before the workout with the team. Right. And I was doing these things because I was so driven. I missed prom. I missed homecoming. I missed all these things because I was so driven to, to, to make my dream come true, right? And I, was, I always had that goal. And once I put a goal out, I'm going to go get it. It's just yeah. only a matter of time, right? And that's just starting with your mindset. Mm-hmm. And I've always had that, man. So – I always told Pops I would be better than him, man. And I'm so, I'm so grateful to obviously have the opportunity to leave school early. And that was something that's, that's always been at LSU, you know, coming three years, the, the special ones leave three years early. I mean, a year early, right? Yeah, and that yeah. was always the motto, the great ones, right? So it was good, man. Um, I, 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 I'm so fortunate enough to go to the Jets, um, to have that opportunity. Um, I don't take it for granted. And, you know, obviously things went down the way it went down, but, Man, it, it was it was it was a blessing in disguise, and, and it taught me so much. And not only did LSU make me into the man I am today, that situation made me even into a better man. You know what I mean? Because I went through so much adversity, and it taught me a lot about myself, and then what I can do on the field as well, and just my teammates and being that leader and working with different guys from different backgrounds. So it's pretty cool, man. Speaking of the Jets, Jamal, at what point in in your career there in New York? did you realize it was time for you to, uh, you know, get a change of scenery at what point? And what, what was that defining point for you? Well, it, man, um, as bad as I want, I, I wanted to stick that, stick it out, man. I, I, I really wanted to stick it out and actually become a jet for life. I really, mm-hmm. I said that and I meant that because I felt I could do it by myself. But when I look back on it, man, I, I couldn't, you know what I mean? I couldn't do what I wanted to do by myself. And, you know, obviously I came in, man, as a rookie. I knew that, let's be honest, the Jets were the laughing stock. We, we didn't have respect around the league. Mm-hmm. You know, people didn't respect us in the media, whatever. I remember walking into that, to that locker room and guys was getting cut left and right, top guys. I remember Eric Decker getting cut right off the rip, like first day. And I'm walking in like, whoa, what, what's going on? I'm a rookie. Right. 
right? And I'm walking into all of this, and, and no shade on Eric Decker, you know, much respect to bro. Uh, but just walking into that and, and guys getting ke- cut left and right and kind of seeing how this was really working, I never had a vet, you know, that showed me the way. I never had a Pat P that showed me the way, right? It was me and Marcus May. And we were learning off the rope. We were thrown mm-hmm. into the fire, bro. Ty mm-hmm. Bowes threw us right into the fire. Denar Wilson, who's still there, the DB coach, one of my favorite coaches of all time, taught me so much about the game. And, you know, we were thrown in the fire. and We had to grow up quick, mm-hmm. right? In my rookie year, bro, I was just running around. I was making some plays here and there, but I was just running around. Just eyes bad. Just, you know, <laughs> you're out there. You know what I mean? You think you yeah, you you play you playing rap ball. You think you know ball, but you don't really know ball. Right. right? So it, I knew it was time for me to kind of move on when my last game in Buffalo, um, mind you, I had a high ankle sprain two games prior uh to, to the last game and I missed the two games, right? So mm-hmm. I wanted to come back because I wanted to finish. I didn't know what my future like I didn't know what it was gonna what it was gonna hold, but I knew that something possibly could happen. Either they're gonna I'm gonna force them to pay me, or they're gonna let me walk. Right. And and for me, I never asked them to be paid. I I simply told them, hey man, if you guys want me here to be a jet for life, you're telling the media, you you're telling the fans, let's let's sit down and talk. Right. This is mm-hmm. after the fact they told me, hey, man, you know, we, we want to offer you this is this is during the Pro Bowl. We want to offer you my, the last Pro Bowl. We want to offer you a, a extension and we'll talk. So they kept kind of feeding me. OK, we'll talk this time. And then, boom, that didn't that didn't work. They pushed it back and then they kept pushing it back. So then it was like, uh, OK, they're playing this kind of game. So then then when they kept when they kept doing that and kept jabbing at me, I was like, you know what? I want to be paid. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go up there and continue to suffer, you know, going through, going through losses, countless losses every year, unless, you know, I get paid because I want to, I want to win. You know what I mean? That's what it was about. For me, it was like, okay, if I'm going to be the franchise player, which they didn't like that, you know what I mean? As a safety yeah, you're not yeah, supposed yeah, to be a franchise yeah, player. No, 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 no. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah, it's not supposed so to happen. It was almost like, it was almost like, whoa, okay, this kid actually, he, he might be a franchise yeah, guy. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they were more so shocked that, whoa, it's not a quarterback. It's not, oh, oh something's wrong. So right. I felt I was being so disrespected by them and they bashed my name and said I was a bad teammate. I was this and that. And it was just like, bro, I did, I did everything to support the Jets on and off the field. Even when people were talking down on us, I was like, no. Man, we, we're going to be all right. Like I was giving, I was bringing the juice back into the Jets. Like right. no one was, my rookie year, no one on TV was talking about the Jets. Nope. No one. Nope. Absolutely no one. If you literally go back, absolutely no one. My second year, juices started to fly. Okay, starting to get a little swagger. And then that third year, it really started to ramp up. Got Le'Veon over there, CJ Mosley. And man, it was, it was, it, it was, it was forming, should I say. Mm-hmm. But things broke down, man, from top to bottom, bro. Like, it's just not it's, – it's more than what people think. Like, it wasn't about, oh, Jamal's being selfish. No, Jamal's not being selfish. Jamal's – because at the end of the day, this is all business. 
Yep. Jamal was looking out for himself and his family, right? Mm-hmm. Just like anybody else that has a job, they're looking out for their family. And they brought the contract extension to you. Right. They brought yeah. it to me. That's so what people was, that, This is something people don't know, right? You, you're feeling us in. They, and, and that was something, bro, at the time. It was like, bro, I'm not, I'm not even going to fight fans or fight people of what they're saying about me because at the end of the day, I knew the truth. Yeah. Because I had everything on recording. I knew everything. Every time my GM was on the phone with my agent, I was on the phone. Yeah. I just didn't say nothing. I was muted. I heard <laughs> everything he said. Everything. Mm-hmm. And for me, bro, it was it was just it got to the point to where like let me go back. That Buffalo game, the last game, man. Man, we finished 7 and 9, right? And we came into the locker room and everybody was happy, clapping it up and it was just like what do I really want? Mm. Do I, do I, can I, can I stand this again? Because bro, I fought depression in New York, bro. And I'm man enough. Really? I fought depression, bro. Wow. Oh, but there was so many, there's, there's been so many times to where I've, I've, I've came home after a loss, a tough loss and just sat in my room, bro, in the dark, no phone, no TV. And pops will walk in and be like, Hey man, you all right? I just be like, all right, I'm good. He hated to see me like that. It it killed my pop so much. Come to find out, he was calling my agent at the time and saying, "Hey man, I don't like seeing my son like this. I need him out of this situation." So it got so bad to where it took a toll on my life outside of football. To where I had to make a move. I had to get out there because I knew what I wanted and I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. It's simple with me, bro. Like it, bro. Yeah. Money, money's a plus, like, but I love the game of football. This is a kid's game, but we make keen money. The money's a plus. I love what I do, right? And I've always been driven like that. So for me, bro, like, it was just little stuff like that that where it was like, man, they do not want to win. And I, I was sick of hearing the rebuild, the rebuild, the rebuild year. I was sick of hearing that because I was like, man, why not now? What are we waiting on? Like, I get certain pieces, you got to pay. I I get it. But what are we waiting on? So I felt like, okay, if you guys feel I'm the face of the franchise, if you feel you want to make me a jet for life, pay me and let's start this thing right. Because you didn't pay anybody else. No, they had money available. They had money available. So therefore, I was like, okay, something's not right. So come to find out, uh, Joe Douglas told me, you know, after – he told my agent after the the trade went through that they were they weren't gonna pay me until 2022. So oh that was just that was just like a, okay that was just God that was God <laughs> getting me out of a situation like that. And again, bro, it wasn't about the money with me. It was just about the respect. And I felt like I wasn't getting the respect that I that I deserved, right? And I did so much for the Jets on and off the field two-time MVP of the team, back-to-back. Like, the Curtis Martin Award, the only person that did it three times was Curtis Martin. The only one who did it back-to-back was Curtis Martin. And it was just like, dang, do y'all, do you really value me? Am I just a safety to you guys? Because to me, I don't consider myself a safety. I consider myself a playmaker. Right. You know what I mean? I make plays. I rent games. That's Mm -hmm. that's what I consider myself. So I don't don't limit myself to one one job or one dimension, you know what I mean? So I've always had, you know, that confidence to where I can, I can do anything. I can do everything you ask me to. And 
if I if if I miss it or if I had bad eyes on one play, get beat, it still don't matter because at the end of the day, I know what I can do and I know what I bring to the table. So anything that's said outside, anything that's said in the media, like now it's like, okay, bro, whatever, wipe that off because I've dealt with the New York media. Right. I'm not worried about the I'm not worried about the naysayers because at the end of the day, they don't understand what we really go through on the field and the sacrifice and how hard it is to, you know, take the right angles, make that tackle or have your eyes in the right placement when you get a fly motion or here comes, it's different things, right? So, yeah, man, it's, it's a blessing, bro. I think it's, it's taught me so much, you know, uh, about the business, uh, being traded and, you know, at the end of the day, bro, you have to, you have to take care of yourself because, this is all business at the end of the day. You guys know that. You know yep. what I mean? And, and you just want the right fit. You want the right organization that appreciates you. And that's all I was looking for, bro. And Seattle blessed me with that. Man, yep. they blessed me to, to let me be myself. Let me come over here and, and not be judged. Not have to walk on eggshells when I'm in the, when I'm in the building. Like, right. not, not having to hide from my GM and, or owner. or my They're not talking to me like, it, it, like, you know, when McCagnan was there, bro, I'll never forget, man. He used to I, he used to walk past, you know, a lot of the guys in the in the hallway. And it it didn't speak. Me. He didn't speak. It bothered me. It bothered me so much because I was raised that when you walk into some house, yeah, walk into speak. a room, yeah. you speak to everybody. You speak. Yeah, you, right. speak exactly. you speak to the damn dog if you have right. to. Right. <laughs> I was raised like that. So for me, it was like, man, we're, we're in this to win it, and we're not pulling on the same rope. Right. We're, we're, we're talking about accountability. We're talking about, oh, we have to be better doing the little things, but we're not doing the little things in the building as a group, as a collective right. group. And it, mm-hmm. stops, it starts from top to bottom. No question. You know what I mean? And, and it was just – it was so much negative, bro, that it, it, it fed in 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 it. In it it went to other guys that didn't have strong mentals to where they couldn't fight it. And then it came on to me and I had all these, all this pressure on me. And I was like, man, I can't do it anymore. I knew I couldn't do it when moms called me and said, son, I don't want you there anymore. Mm. I knew it was my time to go. Cause parents, they were seeing what you were going through. They seen it, bro. Yeah, Yeah. they seen it. They seen the ins and outs and, and that's why I literally had to do what I had to do to get out of the situation. I didn't want to go about it like that. Yeah. But right. that was the only way out. Right. They didn't even want to let me go. Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas called before the trade and said, are you sure he wants to go through this? Are you sure he wants to go through with this? After I done told a little bit of a lot, <laughs> you know, of what's going on. Right. And they didn't, they didn't even want to let me go. And bro, it was more my mentals, bro. I was like, listen, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't fight it. Yeah. I, I love New York. I, I, I love the fans, bro, but I couldn't fight it. It was so negative and mm-hmm. I couldn't do it anymore. I, it was taking a toll on my, my life. It was taking a toll on my family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and the relationships that I had, it was, it was killing me, but man, I have so much respect. For, for the people that I did work with, that what that we had a connection over there, I knew everybody in the building. That's just like at LSU, I knew everybody in the building because I think that's important right. to know everybody in the building. Because when you do that, 
that's where respect comes and that's where you learn the ins and outs of the organization right. or whatever the, the business or whatever you want to call it you know what i mean so it was it was tough man i tell a lot of people don't understand that you know i went through a lot of depression man fighting it um and, and just trying to go out there and make plays and I, I i was so hurt to to see everybody flip on me that was one thing that i was like man this is how they really felt about yeah. A bad teammate? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Not not me. Not me. I'm all especially, about winning, bro. Especially when you know you're doing everything for your guys. Come you on, man. Guys. You come on, bro. And you try you calling me a bad teammate? Come on. Yeah, that 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 took a toll on me, bro. But, but that that also tell you, Jamal, how together the group was it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. In the, the day, we know it's a business, and clearly, when you see things are not done the right way, you should understand as a player, as a teammate, what each individual is going through. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, and, and that's something that fans don't understand about good organizations and bad organizations. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it's something as simple as seeing the GM or the owner walk into Come the facility on, and don't speak to the on, players man. that are going about their business every day. Just because you might not be a starter, you might not be a role player, but you have a role and it's important. Yes. Yes. Make me feel like I'm family. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. yes. That, that's the ins and outs that people don't realize. And the best way I can simplify this to our listeners and our viewers, whatever your nine to five is, just imagine your boss don't speak to you. Yeah, like how you gonna walk in? <laughs> you walk into the building to give it your all to make sure Come you're on. providing what you need to provide for the company, and the guy that's signing your check or or hired you walk right past you, but speak to the next person because he has a higher role than you. Imagine right. how that make you feel. Correct, and and bro, he meant well. He really meant well, but he just didn't have the communication skills, mm-hmm. right? And, and 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 not everybody has those skills, but. You have to learn them if you don't have them. If you're in this business or top level business, you, you better have to learn that. Yeah. You, even if you don't feel comfortable, you know, to be successful, you got to be uncomfortable at times, right? Yeah. And so it needed to be done. And that was something that I never forget, bro. It was, it was, you know, the, the, the last meetings, you know, you have your, 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 your exit meetings, your exit meetings, right? Yep. And I went to him and he, he asked, he was like, is there things that we can do? I can do personally to help out and change. And I said, man, the number one thing is you got to speak to people. Mm. When you walk into the, to the hallway, there's no way they don't feel your energy, your positive energy, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You can't walk past a player, bro. No. You can't do it. Man, you can't walk past the, the people who works in the cafeteria. Come on, man. You can't, the people who are, are getting tape, the ball Come boys, Every, they treat everybody like they're important. That's because you don't know exactly how that can impact them to go about their business. That's one thing we had in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Art Rooney, Mr. Uh, Dan Rooney, either one. They would speak to you at any given time. You can be a practice squad player. Yeah. You can be somebody who did just sign in for two weeks or whatever the case may be. And that's why we always won because we were we felt like family. Right. That's, that, that's how it is over here, man. Like it was literally walked in and I felt loved. I felt at home. Mm. I'm like, wow, this is really, this is what I envisioned. Right. Because I, I wanted to shift the culture in New York. I, I wanted to do everything possible to bring a championship or just get back to the playoffs. Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was fighting for. And, and I felt like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really change this around, bro. As a defensive player, as a safety, 
And I, I, I had the vision, but my vision wasn't big enough. There's this over here, man. Not even <laughs> close to what I what I envisioned. Yeah. Not even close. And, and and it's just a culture. When you have that culture, when you have that family, when you when you know that you can count on your your guy next to you, he'll speak to you when you're in the hallway. There's no hating. No one's hating on no one. You know what I mean? Like, we're in it to win it, right? GM comes down. He talks to you all the time. He's joking with you. Pete talking to you, joking with you. Cafeteria guys feel important, as they should, right? Because they're putting fuel in our body. That's that's important. Right. They should. The equipment guys, the equipment guys trying to be the best equipment guys in the league. Right. Putting us in the best uniforms, making everything, making sure everything is, 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 is perfect. Yeah. Like that's important, bro. The littlest things that that mattered to me. And, and when I when I came from New York, and then coming over here, it was a total shock. Yeah, it was like, whoa, this is how the NFL is supposed to be. <laughs> this is how they're supposed to take care of you. Right. Okay. Right. This is the dream that I that I was dreaming. Makes right. sense now. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah, well, man. Speaking of, speaking of your current team, then how how excited it is the team to team up with, you know, a future Hall of Famer and, and Russell Wilson wow. in that dynamic yeah. offense, being a defensive player watching from the sideline. Amazing. Um, a guy that comes in with the same attitude every day. Mm-hmm. He don't miss a heartbeat, bro. And one thing I love about Russ is that no matter what, he stays in it. He stays in the moment. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not worried about, you know, what's going on outside of, the moment right. locked in. And that's a special, unique skill mm-hmm. that many people don't see. Right? right. And man, just having him as a teammate, man, I'm always picking his brain and, you know, always trying to, you know, motivate him as well as he's motivating me. Um, just competing against him because it's, you're going to get the same rust day in, day out. Yep. It doesn't matter. Right. And obviously people are down, down in him right now. He's, he's been turning the ball over. But he's so focused on the moment. He's he's enjoying the process. He's loving the process. He's embracing the process, and that's what you got to do as a football player. Period, man. Like you know, man, y'all y'all know, man. You had you had your games. You had bad plays, and some things. Sometimes the ball just doesn't go your way, right? Especially Mm -hmm. as a DB, right? You know what I mean? It just just doesn't go your way like you thought, right? Yeah. Hey, but but you know what? The, the, the fans don't realize that, Jamal. They realize they that. think it's supposed bro. to go your way all the time, right? Me and Pat were talking about that earlier. Come on, bro. Look, look. They get mad at Pat if Pat give up a a, a, a touchdown or a pass. Right. Like, bro, everybody's <laughs> pros too. Exactly. Like, you're a down corner. Like, there's no, you know what I mean? Or or yeah. I give up a play. Oh, he he can't cover. Like, come right. on, bro. Like, it's like yeah. no. What are we talking I just about? I made an error, right? I need to fix myself, and sometimes. That 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 receiver or that tight end or whatever the case may be, they just made a hell of a play. Yeah, they're right. in the league too, yeah. right? So it's 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 wins and losses, man, with this thing, man. And the older I get, obviously, you know, and and, and God forbid, hopefully, I get to where, where Pat and you was, man, as far as years. But man, just learning that control what you can control. That's mm-hmm. it. Control what you can control and never focus on the outside because the outside doesn't understand what we're going through. Right. Yeah. It's more to it, bro, than just going out there, throwing your helmet on and just running around, making hits, making picks and, right. you know, t- scoring touchdowns. It's more than that. It's right. film study. It's knowing splits. It's knowing 
okay, if they get in this formation, here comes this special route, or here comes. So it's little stuff like that that fans don't really understand, and 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 they get caught up in the PFF ratings and the, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't, I don't worry about that, man. You know what yes. I mean. I stay focused on the moment, and that's something that I've learned um, a lot from talking to Uncle Mike, MJ. You know, having that relationship with him, um, and, and always just being that big Kobe fan. I'm a huge Kobe fan. Always, always, you know, studying him, and obviously Russ. Russ reminds me with the same mindset of just stay in the moment. Yeah, stay in the moment, bro. Because the the great ones they do that. The the right. the, the good ones <laughs> figure out a way to. Okay, nah, I'm not gonna stay in the moment. I might try to do something else. No, no, no. Stay, stick to the fundamentals, bro. Hey, hey, Jamal, did you just refer to Michael Jordan as Uncle Mike? Yeah. yeah, man, I'm, I'm forcing you up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, yo, everybody don't have that luxury, man. No, so I took my, man. I took my hat that I don't, I don't have on oh, to man. you. It's big, it's big, bro. Just, just learning so much from him, bro. The ultimate competitor. Man. No question, no bro, question. There's when I say ultimate in anything and everything, bro. Anything. It does not matter, and he knows he's gonna win. Yep, no doubt about you it. Can't tell him he's he's gonna lose. It don't matter. He'll figure it out. Right. You, you know, know what I mean? I play a lot of golf with uh Uncle Mike, as you phrased too. Okay, okay. I got a real uh a real tight relationship with uh MJ as well. And that's cool, man. And like you said, man, he is definitely the ultimate competitor. And he wanna bet the thing I love about Mike though, you know, obviously we know Mike got millions and millions of dollars. My right. first time ever be- uh, uh playing golf with Mike. Yeah. Was playing with some buddies, and uh, the dude was like, "You want to bet?" He's like, uh, "Yeah, I, I bet." He's like, "What you feel like losing?" The dude was like, five dollars." He's like, "Bet it." <laughs> I think yeah. it don't matter, bro. He, a dollar, a thousand dollars, a million. Listen, he is gonna take it, bro. He's all he's all about competing, bro. And that yep. that's a special thing, bro. Not everybody can do it because most people would be like, "Oh man, you're doing too much." Right, yeah. right, right. But that's what drives him, bro. Exactly. And, and that's like, what made like, him great. Yeah. Shout out to Jordan brand, right? Shout out to him, bro. <laughs> it's, it's a special thing, bro, when you when you can be around somebody that special to where he's, he's done it at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and it's a it's a beautiful thing when you can pick somebody's brain like that, man. So yeah. I'm so fortunate enough to to have that contact. And you know, to to obviously call him Uncle Mike, man. I, I'm I'm so blessed to be a part of the brand. And he keep he keeps you laced up week in and oh, week out man. with some exclusives on your feet all day, all day in the long. glove game. All day long, all day long. It's a blessing, bro, because all the guys be like, "Man, Mom, what size you wear?" I be like, <laughs> "Man, look, I wear my size, man. Y'all not gonna get me cut." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Jamal, what's the the tell us the biggest difference in coaches, right? Pete Carroll, Adam Gates, positivity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Having confidence in yourself, having confidence in the team, no matter what we go through, we're yeah. gonna find a way. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And and and, bro, listen, I, I, no shape or form do I hate Adam Gates. Mm-hmm. No shape or form because I I have no hate in my my body. I have a pure soul. I don't hate on anybody, man. And and, and no matter what we go through, it's all love my way. Yeah, it just didn't work out. I just didn't feel he was the right coach for the organization. And I didn't feel he was the right coach for myself. And that's just, that's just how I looked at it. And, and, and at the end of the day, that's, that's no shade on him, man. Like he, he, he coaches in his own way. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody coaches different. And I just I didn't feel it was for me. I mean, like I said, and Pete Pete is a positive guy, man. He's so competitive. He makes practice competitive. He makes it fun. He always has the music blasting. Like, bro, there is no music at, at the Jets, man. Listen, you walk in on game day, if you forget your headphones, you out of luck. There's no music. Wait a minute. What? Oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean game day? Y'all don't have any music in the stadium? Oh, man. Hey, bro, you walk into that stadium, right? You walk into that locker room. You got your fit on. You fly. Yeah. You better make sure you have your ear pods, your, your beats, your bolts. What? Make sure you have some some shape or form of headphones because he didn't like music in the locker room before the game. But he my thing is this. It, it, it's all about the players and making sure the players are comfortable and hyped to go to yeah, war, I, I, go I, to look, battle. Hey, look, I didn't win it. I, I couldn't win that battle. I tried. I tried. Hey, I'm going to tell you this much. In Pittsburgh – I was a, I was a team DJ, so I supplied okay. the music, the edited yeah. versions for the stadium and pregame, and in the locker room and the weight room. The week of, we we rocking. Gimon, our strength coach, man, he's low applies. He's actual applies all the time, Pat. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but, but that's the energy, bro. Yes, you I'm gotta like, have that energy, man. There's no way at practice, like for what we do, right? As football players, we go out there. Through injuries, through through sore sore bodies, and just the practice, man. I mean, Pat Pat, he he's he's an OG in the game, bro. Like I know he wants to hear some music to get him going. <laughs> okay, like no you can't, like Pat Pat can't just go out there anymore and and not stretch and just go out there and just start yeah. covering. It don't work like that. You don't just get energy like that anymore. Like I'm getting older in the game, but I'm right. still young, right? So you need you need that extra. You, you need a little bit more just to. Get you going, bro. It's, it's long meetings. You yes. See, oh, meetings. man. Oh, you know man. I mean? The meetings like, so long. Bro, you know what I mean? You know how it works. You know, so, <laughs> some, so when you come to practice, you want to make sure you got some juice. No question. Right, right before you go out. Bro, we didn't have – the only time we had music was during stretching. And as soon as stretching was over, it was cut off. Wow. And it was dead silent. And mm. you can't get juiced up. You can't compete. You can compete. Obviously, I was going to compete anyway. Right. Because I'm the ultimate competitor. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't – the atmosphere wasn't right. Right. And that's man. what I was trying to create, bro. That's crazy. Man, that's crazy. Man, well, hey, you're, you're in a better place right now. It God seems to be. God is good. God yeah, is no good. question. No, no question. No, no, hate, no hate to that to that organization, man. God it just didn't work out, like you it said. It didn't work out, bro. Yeah. It just didn't work out for me. It wasn't for me. Um, I'm, I'm forever grateful for the three years and them, you know, giving me a chance. Uh, McCagney and Ty Bowles drafted me at six. Um, you know, I love Ty Bowles. Ty Bowles, Ty Bowles, Ty Bowles is a beast. Oh my gosh. My God. That's Ty my Bowles. DC too, man. That's yeah. my, oh my God. Well, res- much I, I respect. Love, I love Ty so much, bro. Like that, that, man, he taught me so much, bro. And, and God, you don't, you don't realize, you don't realize what you got until it's gone. Yeah, you man. Know? Yeah. He's a good criminal, man. Oh my gosh, bro. (laughs) On and off the field, man. He's just a he's a bad boy, as we call it. Right here all the time. He's staying mellow, bro. All the time. Staying mellow. Smart guy. Um, Man, man, knows knows the ins and outs of of how to call the defense. Man, I had so much respect. He he hit him and and, and Denar Wilson and, and obviously Corey Raymond and my high school coach, Coach Hurd, they taught me the game of football, bro. Yeah. And nice I am forever grateful for them. They did a great job. Before we let you go, clearly we got to jump into 
this Thursday night primetime matchup, man. We got yeah, two guys. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, we yeah, got yeah. two guys. Y'all boys friend, friends now. We're going to be oh, yeah, in a few days. But, you know, <laughs> tell us uh, – you didn't get a chance to play the first matchup. You know what I mean? You were injured. Um, so this will be your first matchup against the Cardinals as a Seattle Seahawks. But, you know, what's going through your, your, your mind right now, getting ready for this much anticipated ball game? Because there is a lot at stake within the division. Absolutely, bro. Man, um, you know, one thing I figured out, uh, Sunday that, damn, this division is damn good. <laughs> if, if you, if you don't show up, <laughs> You, 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 you're not gonna, you're not gonna come out on top, man. Uh, right. Damn, this division is so good, full of talent, you know, and, and, and that's what, that's what I, I always wanted it, bro. The mm-hmm. ultimate competitor wants that. You want to play against the best week in, week out. You, yep. you always want to do that. And big game, have a lot of respect for this, for this group coming in. Obviously, Pat, Cliff, K1, uh, D Hop, Fitzgerald, all, all of them, man. I, I, I have so much respect, Buddha. Um, man, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna go down. I'm gonna tell you that. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna really go down, bro. Um, it's gonna be a close game, man. A lot of jabs, uh, haymakers, man. Whoever wins the turnover battle is just, it's just gonna win. It's That's just, how it, yeah. Good on good. It's, it's good on good, bro. It's just how it works. So, man, I'm excited for this opportunity, man. For, but for me, you know, obviously a short week, um, it's about getting my body right. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and getting my mental right understanding what's at stake, understanding it's a big game because it's the next game. It's the mm-hmm. next opportunity. You can't make it bigger than what it is. Thursday night football, right? But you can't get caught up in the moment. You just got to stay focused on what's important, right? And, and and Pat knows, man, it's it's all love off the field. You know, when we play each other, we're going at it. We're, we're the ultimate competitor. We're going at it. Obviously, I'm watching him. He's probably going to be watching me. But yeah. at the end of the day, we're trying to come up on top. That's just how it is, man. And I, I wish them nothing but the best. You know, you know, I'm gonna be talking my shit, man. That's just who I am. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man, to, to, to get out there and compete against them boys, man. So I'm looking forward to the matchup, bro. Hey, hey, Pat P, y'all, I mean, I know y'all boys, LSU boys and everything, but y'all got any, put anything on the line? A hot, uh, a nice, expensive meal or some golf clubs or, or what's man, up? We Pat? haven't even talked about that. Yeah, hey, what's up? Prez just started playing golf. I saw you up in the yeah, club man, I'm about a year ago, right? Yeah, I'm working on it, bro. I've been I've been taking a little bit of lessons, man. I got to get my swing down. Man, y'all got to put something on the line, man, for the listeners and viewers, man. What's up? It could be a it could be a nice friendly wager, you know what I mean? We won't have to we'll, we'll, we'll do like uh skipping uh Shannon do, man. I'm I'm a sprite guy, so hey, I'll take me. a I, I put a case of sprite on it. Hey, 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 well, I'm a root beer guy, so I'll t- so right. we'll do that, man. That, that's cool with me, bro. All right, bet. <laughs> that's cool with hey, me. One last question for you, Jamal, and, and Pat going to take us out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When I was in Pittsburgh, of course, old-fashioned football used to be 907 drills, and then we we used to have a drill. It was backs on backers, and then Coach Tomlin started to implement the secondary guys on running backs. Okay. And one thing I love about your game, bro, when it comes to blitzing, you don't see no man. Yeah. And when it comes to running backs trying to block you, I think the yeah. best play from you, from what I, I I appreciate is when uh Saquon Barkley tried to block you. Yeah. And didn't stand a chance. Is there a running back that can block you when it comes to blitzing? No. But <laughs> if, if 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 I give him my chest or I, I make a wrong, I don't have my my plan right, should I say, before I am blitzing. And they know, then they can get me. But to me, I, I feel like 
I, I've always prided myself, man, and I've always been like this, bro, since high school. And and my coaches always told me, bro, from high school all the way up to 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 now, don't get blocked by a receiver. Don't get blocked. Yeah. Blocked. Yeah, I've always yeah. prided myself on that, bro. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is. It, I take pride in th- little things like that, man. I think that's important because that's a mindset. Yeah, I, I noticed that when receivers are trying to crack you in the oh, box. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I got, I got Larry coming in town, man. It's gonna be the first one, obviously, man. But you know, I, I'm looking forward to the to the match. I fear no man. I fear no man. I, I might be, I might be beat up, hurt, but I'll figure it out. And that, and that's hey. how it happened. That's how it happened last game, man. I, you know, I, I was trying to figure it out. I had to, I had to go into the locker room, first play of the game, and, and obviously banged up my shoulder. Um, had to get it right. Came back out, and you know, it didn't start kicking in until uh, about the second end of that second half. Mm-hmm. And then it started to turn on. I had to make, I had to do whatever I had to do, whatever yeah. it took, man. That's that's what I'm about, man. I, I never want to leave my teammates out there to drop. If my legs are moving, God forbid. I am on that field, man. I'm on that field. I find find a way, goddamn. (laughs) Hey, hey, Jamal, you need to stop talking because I think when the Jets fans see this or hear this, they're going to be pissed off. Because you, well, listen, I can't. was in their uniform. I've realized that if you literally go to my Instagram, bro, if like I can't post a picture without getting some hate. Getting oh you're a clown for leaving oh right. you're you're on one of the worst defenses. I, listen, I've count, come to realization that many just don't want to see me win, bro. No question, and that's okay. Pat was talking about the same that's thing. Okay, you know bro. what? <laughs> when when what, what did you say a few weeks ago, Pat? You know, players get criticized when they request a trade or ask for a trade, yeah, but man. the organization ship guys off all the time, yeah. and it's no big deal. People don't want to see me win, bro, and I and I, and I gave up fighting that battle. I'm 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 happy. I'm happy where I am in life, on and off the field. I know I know my loved ones back home, my family, my my brothers that I grew up with. You know, I know they have my back. I know they support me. They already feel. They already t- they tell me all the time, man. You're great, bro, because you inspire us, and that's yeah. what greatness is about, bro. Inspiring the ones that look up to you, the ones that were in your circle. Sometimes you can't reach everybody because they're not going to understand who you are as a person. And I, and I gave, I gave up fighting that battle, bro. I, I, as soon as I got traded, I gave it up, man. So I don't like, you know, the PFF rating, man. Listen, I don't, I don't worry about those things, bro, because I, I'm, I'm all about the team. It's not about me. I got to go out there and make the plays for the, for the team. So we, I can, we can put ourselves in position to win the ball game. No doubt. That's it, man. I'm at peace with the rest of it, dog. Like I really am. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to battle it anymore because I know who I am. Right. If I feel, if I feel I'm the best at what I do, I feel I'm the best at what I do. That's just my confidence. Right. It's period. There's, there's, there's nobody gonna tell me anything different. You right. can't. You just can't. You know. But, th- but how I look at this thing, man. Before I let you guys, you know, uh, boogie off is there's greatness everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. There's not just one person who's great. Oh, he's the best corner. Oh, he's the best safety. No, there's multiple guys out there that are great at what they do. Right. And let's just respect that. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't need to be a battle about that because I think they, that's just like MJ LeBron, Kobe. Right. We, we're never going to, you're never going to figure it out who's the best. Right. Everybody's going to have their opinion. No doubt. Everybody's going to have their opinion, bro. So it's, 
it's a battle that you you gotta you gotta you gotta be secure with yourself. You know, the last time you guys played this, I said, man, keep going, bro. You balling. You a beast. You balling, bro. No and, and obviously, you know, him and I, we 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 got two picks in the last whatever. And and people, you know, they criticize this. Oh, we only got two picks. Blah blah blah. Box safety. Now I'm getting called a blitz boy. Oh, that's I'm what they call you now. I'm getting called a blitz boy, man. They <laughs> now they say I'm just a blitzer now. So at the end of the day, you got to take it for what it is, bro. At the end of the day, I'm going out there to ball. Yep. When my name is called, when my jersey number is called, and, and it's my play to make, I got to go make that play. Like you told Pete Carroll when you played against Buffalo, let me go get him. No, man. I it, saw that on the sideline. Well, well, get this, though. Look, well, yeah. get this. Get this. Let me hear it. Let me the hear media, it. The media, not the, C, not the Seahawks media, but everybody else. Yeah. New York media. They tried to say I, 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 was, I was getting into it with Pete, right? Huh? I told Pete. After that sack, I said, man, let me loose. Let me eat. I feel like Kobe in the fourth. Oh, you went Mamba mentality. Oh, let me eat. <laughs> but that's just that's just my mindset, bro. Put the ball in my hands. Put it on my shoulders. If I mess it up, I mess it up. I missed it. That's but I'm going to go down swinging. Best believe that. Hey, this King talk right here because earlier on the show, Pat was talking about uh, his first matchup against Calvin Johnson. And Pat, right. what you said you told Coach Orton? No, I don't. I don't want to do no vice. Let yeah, me go. No vice. Let me play. Let hey, me make play. me oh, make me a man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, let let me earn my stripes, bro. Exactly. Hey, bro. At the end of the day, you you might you might get me once or twice, but best believe I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. And I'm coming. No more than what you think. Don't 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 think I'm gonna lay down. I'm coming back. Right. Off. I'm not. I'm not gonna lay down. You can beat me, but I'm not gonna lay down, and I'm gonna still talk my noise because it's just how I am. No That's King talk. Bro. I'm a competitor, bro. You're not going to knock me off my game because I gave up a a, 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 a play or you're right. not going to do it. Can't happen. It, it won't happen, and I won't let it happen, bro. And and then you hit on it earlier. That's the difference between the good ones, the really good ones, and the great ones. No question. You know, we have that short-term memory, as yep. you know, doctors call it, amnesia, to where yep. we forget about the stuff that happens because we also, like you, like you alluded to, we know what we're about. We know right. what we can do to make plays. Now we just have to tap into that That's to it. go make that play. That's it. It's all about the little things, bro. You know that. It, everything everything as a DB is and, about the eyes. And you know what? It's the same mentality you got to have in life. That's it. Same mentality. Oh, if you want to be successful. You, it teaches you so much about life. Bro. No, I, man, listen. I, I talk to little kids all the time and parents as well. Yeah. Football was the first structure outside of my house that yeah. preached discipline and accountability. Right. Everything else followed suit. But when it came to football, because I knew I had 10 other guys depending on me. If coach told me as a youngster, do not let this ball get outside of you. Yeah. If you do, we're all going to fail. Guess right. what? I can't let the ball get outside of me. Right. If coach said practice start at 630, and if you're not there on time, you're not going to play. Guess what? Mom, I got to get there before 630. Right. I, I don't want to let the guys down. Yeah. Being accountable. It's yeah, man. It's, it that's important though. And most guys, most guys in the league that aren't successful at what they're doing are not accountable to themselves. No right. question. They'll rather call out other people on the team instead of being accountable to themselves first and looking in the mirror and saying, you know what? I messed that up. Right. Mm -hmm. I should have never did that. I should have never took that false step. I should have never took that chance right there. You know, I got to know the situation. So 
it's being accountable to yourself first and making sure you got your stuff right before you can talk to anybody else or point fingers, should you say. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and you gotta you gotta be you gotta be secure with that, man. And 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 as a leader, Pat knows he's a captain, man. You gotta you can't talk to everybody the same. Yeah. Everybody takes criticism or everybody takes um a talk different. You can't scream at somebody. You can't because he mm-hmm. might take it as, oh, he's coming at me. No. Yeah. yeah. Certain guys take things different. So it's that's the that's the beautiful thing of being a, a leader because yeah. most guys they feel you can mold a leader. I don't mm-hmm. believe in that. I think yeah. I think you're 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 born a leader and you just have no, no. that special skill to where you can touch and inspire everybody around you to elevate their game. Because mm-hmm. for me, that's what it's about. When I hit that field, I'm telling everybody I'm the best out there when I when I hit that grass. And I'm gonna be the best out there. But I want everybody around me to be inspired. And I want them to inspire me as well because if I'm not having my A game, you gotta lift me up. Mm-hmm. That's no the question. beauty of it. No, no that's question. The beauty of it, bro. And that's why I love what I do because you learn, like you said, bro, you learn life lessons. You learn accountability, discipline, doing the little things at all times, mm-hmm. having your eye placement at all times, focused on the moment. No question. Those things are important. So, man, bro, just going through so much in the past four years, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for, for, for my career thus far. Um, you know, I'm, I'm only, I'm only getting better, uh, with age and, and, and I'm so fortunate enough to be around guys like you guys and getting knowledge. Um, so I, I salute you guys and I appreciate you guys allowing me to come on here and voice, you know, my opinions and my story and, and whatnot, man. I, I don't take it for granted. I appreciate you boys, man, for real, for real. Man, this is all love, Jamal. We, we appreciate you coming on All Things is Covered for sure. And we'll definitely, uh, we'll double back. I, I look Got forward to it. Anytime, bro. You, like I told you, bro, anytime. I, hey, I'll figure it out, man. I'll figure out a way, man. Hey, usually I don't talk, I don't talk to the opponents, man, the, the week, you know, the couple of days before, but I told you, yeah, I told Pat, man, I said, I won't let you down, bro. I got you. I told you, I'm, I told you I'm going to be on and I'm going to be on. I was a little late, but I was going to be on. Man, Regardless. listen, and, and you drop, you drop some jewels and you guys got some, uh, was, was it Sprite? Sprite, Sprite yeah, a little Sprite uh, root, beer, root beer. And root beer. Yeah. Root beer on the line, a whole case. Yes, they make them twenty four, twelve. What the cases go for now? Twelve pack or twenty four pack? Uh, yeah. probably. probably. I, I'm a Costco's guy, so I get a twenty four. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> <up>. <laughs> hey, look, I try to stay. Hey, look, my chef, my chef, hearing me over here talking about some soda, man. He, I know he, he getting mad at me right now about just, just hearing me. Uh, you hey, know, man, I stay away from all the soda, man. man. I got the thing about me, Jamal. I gotta have a sprite after practice. Really? I have to have a Sprite because it gives me that right amount of sugar okay. that I need to keep me going throughout the rest of my okay. day. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm pescatarian, bro. I've been pescatarian for really? two Really? Yeah. And I tried that crap, man. That, that ain't work for me. <laughs> it ain't work for you? Yeah, bro. I, bro, I, I've, been, I've been on it, man, ever since, you know, my chef challenged me, bro. Been two years in, bro. Just been. Man, do you feel a different uh, difference oh, with your God. body? Yeah, I do, bro. You definitely feel cleaner. You feel you cleaner. Get, bro, you, feel you don't more. feel bloated. Yeah. More energy. Yeah. Um, man, you just, you feel good, bro. But you, I, I think that the importance of it is having the right type of food that you're, you're, you're putting in your body. Like you got to know how much you might have to put a little bit more carb or, you know what I mean? Or you got to, you got to do certain things like that to make sure you get everything you need to perform. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. So I'm, I'm very grateful to have 
my guy over here, you know, every day helping me with that um, and staying on me because, man, you you know, Pat, man, you can if you don't have if you don't have any guidance, man, you just you go through the, you go through the week and be like, man, exactly. look, man, let me eat this. Let me, right. I'm starving <laughs> right now. Or so it's it's cool, man. I, I I enjoy it, but it's that's just figuring out your body, figuring out what's good for you because not every everything works for you know every, everybody's different. You know yep. what I mean? That's just how okay. it works. Man, again, bro, I appreciate you fellas, dog. For real, for real, man. Just as black men, bro, I appreciate y'all, man. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Well, you go ahead and do that dinner, baby. I'll see you Thursday. Thursday night. Right, we wish you the best of luck, baby. Thanks again to Jamal, and thanks to everyone listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe and follow and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back with you next Tuesday where you can expect all things will be covered. Peace.